Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of United by Calcio, your favorite weekly podcast covering the best league in the world, Serie A. My name is Christian. And I'm Robbie. And we will be hosting you today and every other week for the foreseeable future. And today we will be covering some of the action from last week's round of matchups. Uh, I think, uh, Robbie, uh, let's maybe start with Genoa, see where things take us from there. Because, you know, as we know with Roma, you never quite know where things are headed, ever. No, no. You never know what you're going to get. Well, you are you know you're going to be consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, and seriously. It's just, you cannot be getting blown out by Genoa. It wasn't even a game. It just, like, every time something went wrong, it just, like, it all unraveled. Absolutely. It, it's kind of ridiculous when you consider the talent on their roster and you you consider the coach that they have in Mourinho. It feels like they should be doing much better than they are. It feels like this Roma team is severely underperforming. But then again, it has always felt like that, I suppose, perpetually. Because they've always sort of been one step away or maybe two steps away from the top. They've never quite been able to make it. right? Even back in the era of Milan being the top of the league or you know, Inter, Juventus, and Milan competing consistently for the top three spots, right? They used to sneak in there every once in a while. But even then, it was always a perennial could be. But never, the, you know, was. It was never yeah. materializing. And even when, like, Spalletti was there, like, he had the consistency of getting that top four every year. Like, it felt like they were always there. Uh, right. When you had the Milan and Inter really struggling. Roma yeah. took that spot and consistently were there. I mean, they made a UCL semifinal. That's right. Um, right. But yeah, in terms of this game, like mm-hmm. you can't let it go up right before half. No, it just can't happen. Absolutely, you got to be so like these lower tier teams are so much better when they're home, and exactly. you just can't give freebies away. They go down two one going into halftime. All right, mm-hmm. fine. You're only down one. You can figure that out. And you think, yeah. as soon as I feel like when Lukaku scored that goal and it got mm-hmm. ruled out for offside, you could just feel the energy leave. And then bang, <laughs> yeah. Genoa score. And then bang, right. Genoa score again. And it's just like, all right, that is not what you want. No, and no, it's not. at some point, they're going to have to right the ship. It, Absolutely. They're in 13th now. Yep. 2 2 and 3. Yep. With a plus 4 goal difference. It's if you ask people before the season where what how would Roma be doing? This is not how we would have been talking about that. Oh, absolutely not. No way. I mean, this is not the conversation that we were having before the season started, for instance. We were talking about Roma potentially um being able to have a good season, maybe even challenge for that fifth or sixth spot, right? Get back in there. Yeah. 
maybe even challenge for the top four, just depending on form. I mean, they, they did have a couple of good signings, smart signings during the offseason. Um, Lukaku being debatable at the time anyways, I think he's sort of worked out pretty well for them at this point. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely expected a lot more from them. I expect a lot more from Mourinho as well, but the reality is this is what we get. We got this Roma team where, uh, unfortunately, they stumble 4-1. It's not as if you lost 2-1, where you can say, you know what, Genoa, we're just a better side on this day, right? They just beat us by one goal. It happens. One mistake, and there we go. 4-1? 4-1 is yeah, pretty it decisive. Was, it was embarrassing. It, right. Like, Marine, like most times, like you're like, all right, Tip your hats to them. Great right. job, great performance, and like you got to hear. But like at the same time, Mourinho has some looking inner inwards exactly. to do because that was embarrassing. Oh, absolutely. there's no better word to describe it. It's just you cannot let that happen. No, no, you cannot. And like, yeah, we were talking about before the season. Yeah, potentially getting into that top four, and that's what they brought right. Mourinho in to do. That what so. That's what they brought Daibala in to do. That's what they exactly. brought Lukaku in to do. At some point, you got to meet these expectations. You do. Or, I guess, goals. Because you can't just be in the Europa League and Conference League every year. No. no Especially you when you're a, you draw those type of crowds to your games, to your signings. Absolutely. The crowd for Daibala was massive. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a proud fan base. They care about it this is. club. Give them the results they need deserve no i completely agree i mean these this fan base has been loyal and passionate perhaps to a fault and you can't help but feel that they've just been shortchanged for quite a long time i mean when you consider the the rivals in rome being Lazio, right? I mean, when you consider Lazio uh, and Roma's performance over the last four or five years, you you would argue, or you could argue at the very minimum, that Lazio have been the better performers. Agreed. And, and, and that I mean, no, should not be happening. Yeah, and I mean, the difference is you can even start, like, Lazio won a Coppa Italia. That's right. Um, and so, like, they have that trophy. They, Roma really had nothing to show for until the exactly. Conference League. Exactly. Which you could argue Copa Italia is probably harder to win. Um, Absolutely. It's a grind. It's but, a grind. Copa Italia is a grind. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Lazio came in second last year. They're playing Champions that's League right. football. Yep. And that's exactly like if you asked a Roma fan, they'd be like, yeah, I want to be, I want to do that. Like, that's of right. course, you want the dream Napoli, Scudetto type season. Absolutely. That's right. But if you ask a Roma fan, hey, are you going to get coming? Second, they'll take that any mm-hmm. day, any day. Of course. I mean, what fan wouldn't? I mean, at the end of the day, right, a trophy like that does have significance to it. And uh, when you win the Coppa Italia, when you win the Scudetto, uh, I mean, granted, you know, I, I'd rather win a Scudetto any day over a Coppa Italia. But if you win a Coppa Italia, you're not complaining. Like that, that's a good season for a team like Lazio and Roma, uh, Atalanta. If you're, you know. Um, Asuolo even, let's say, you know, they, they were pulled at something like that off. That'd be a hell of a season for him. Yeah. You know, obviously, Sassuolo once you become like... like... Go, ahead, Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no worries. Go ahead. Sassuolo looked like they uh, were one of those type teams when they were playing Inter this week. That's for sure. <laughs> they did. But but then, 
Ah, oh, man. Another one of those frustrating teams. Another one of those frustrating teams. And I think these these teams uh, have have a lot in common in that regard. And let me know what you think about this. Uh, I'll just give you my, my, my quick take. Um, I feel the same way about Sassuolo that I feel about Roma. Just when I think I know this team, I've got them figured out, totally lose track of where, where they are. For instance, yeah, I you mean... look at the statistics for the Genoa-Roma game, right? 4-1. But you look at the statistics for it. Roma had an XG of 1.46. They got one goal. They had 13 shots, three on target. And they had 71% of the possession the, game, the entire game. Meaning, they were just... Bologna was letting them have it. And Sassuolo outplayed Inter in their win. But then they fall to Monza. What What do you think that's about? That's just like, and we talk about this before seasons. And when we talk about what it takes to win the Scudetto, it's consistency. Right. Always right. playing your best. You're not dropping mm-hmm. points against weaker teams. And Sassuolo and Roma aren't Scudetto contenders. But that's exactly no, no. like why they're not and why they're not consistently getting Champions League spots Mm -hmm. or European spots for that matter in terms of Sassuolo. Um, Like, you got to be consistently good. Oh, you do. When we talk about Sassuolo, we talked about they rely solely on Pinamonti, Berardi, Mm -hmm. Loriente. Absolutely. Berardi came to play against Inter. He was world-class. He was unbelievable. The goal, the passing, it, it felt like he should have had four or five assists and yeah, goal involvements. He wild. was all over the pitch. He was playing mm-hmm. unbelievable. Inter had no answer. And that's what you want to see out of them. And that's it's right. going to be like, oh, they, they go as they go. And then against Monza, it's just nothing. Like, yeah. what? All right. What, what happened to the team we saw three days ago? Is it the three days rest and they're not used to it? Right. Or just Monza had a good defensive game plan. Beats me. Point. Oh, I mean, that, that's a fair point. I mean, looking at, at some of the statistics from that, uh, the Inter-Sassuolo game, um, it, it's sort of puzzling. I, and, I mean, I'm kind of looking at the big chances created. Inter only had three big chances created the entire game. And I think the two big chances for Sassuolo were both Berardi, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Right, because Berardi should have scored a second time. I, th- I think uh, the key- I think it was a good save by the keeper, if I'm correct. I, I might be wrong. I know he had a really good ass- like, pass that, um, that ended up in a chance that he they should have scored on. I don't know if he shot it or not. Um, but yeah, like, unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, he is their engine. I honestly do do worry that if he does, and mind you, as a UA fan, I will gladly take Benazzi. I'm not going to complain. But I oh, do yeah. worry for Sassuolo if he does leave. That does concern you. Because he is a, the dynamic player in, on that team. He's a heartbeat of that team. Where do they go without absolutely. him, do you think? Down. Like, down deep into the bottom tier of the league. Maybe not relegation, but like, at some point, like when you keep getting your best players and letting them go, you got to right. keep replenishing. And if they don't hit on the replenishes one year, mm-hmm. that's going to be tough. Like they've sold and sold and sold. 
Yeah, they have so many years now, and they are doing great business. They're fine. They're having great recruiting. They're finding great coaches. Like, right. but at some point, you got to keep hitting. Either you keep hitting and stop selling, and then all of a sudden you're a top seven-ish club consistently, right? Or you stop hitting and fall off a little bit, and you have one of those scary seasons like a Sampdoria or a Cagliari, and you you fall down. Or generally, it it, it sort of goes back to that to that issue of these two teams just being so topsy turvy. One moment. Mm -hmm. Giving you the show of a lifetime, like, and, and I mean, Roma just did this to us a couple of weeks back, right? Where what was it, the final score? Seven one was it, uh, or eight zero? For which game? Uh, blanked out. Uh, two two weeks back, Roma played losing. Uh, it was seven nothing against uh, seven nothing. That's what it was. Sorry. So they gave you that performance. Where you just think, wow, this is what I, well, not, I mean, I don't expect 7 0 every week, but you know, yeah. you expect this team to dominate. But then you get these sort of polar opposite, Jake and Hyde type uh, scenarios happening with both these teams, where they pretty much make Juventus tap out, they beat Inter at their own game, and then can't really do anything against the Monza. Which makes zero yeah. sense. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. Honestly, this league would be a lot better if Sassuolo and the like Roma Lazio could more consistently perform at a higher level. I agree. Yeah. You'd have a stronger middle class. Absolutely. Teams. I mean think about how much more fun this league is Scudetto would be. The drive to yeah. the finish to the day. But then you have the, the the other side of the Roma team. Right, they beat Frosinone pretty easily two zero. Yeah, I mean that one's yourself, more of a. Great. They go as Lukaku and uh, Dybala go. Right, Dybala looked great to assist. Lukaku got a goal, and I mean Lukaku should challenge Toro for top scorer if Absolutely. he's healthy enough. Mm-hmm. That's the big question: Is he going to be healthy enough? Um, That's right, because last year he wasn't. So we'll no, see. No, he wasn't. And that's that's the part that I wanted to sort of focus in on. Um, what do you make of this team's ability to be resilient in the face of not having Lukaku maybe consistently and not having Dybala successfully uh, throughout the season? What, what, what do they do without him? That's a great question for Mourinho. I mean... You got to be good tactically if you don't have your best players. You got to be greater than the sum of your parts. You can't be right. keep, you can't keep relying on individual brilliance. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like they've been doing the last three years with Mourinho. Right. Mm-hmm. You thought when he came in, oh, he's going to bring structure, great defensive like play, mm-hmm. but it just feels like every game is waiting for a mistake. Oh, absolutely. They're just waiting for the counter counterattacking opportunity. The problem is when you're facing the, the the lesser teams in the league, far easier to wait for that. But when you're facing a tougher team, and we saw this against Sevilla during the final last season, it's not going to work out as as well, right? 
And that's when you stumble. That is correct. And that's where I feel like uh, these teams really struggle. The Romas, the Lazios really struggle in these moments where they really do need to step up, really up their level, up their game to challenge a team that is much more tricky to beat, much more tenacious than they're used to, perhaps. Which hopefully that that changes over time. Hopefully they make some adjustments, stick out the right players. Uh, but I think that is enough Sassuolo and uh, Roma for this episode. So let's move on to um, just, I don't even know what to call this game. The Juve Atalanta Borfest, the just game from hell. Um, I mean, to be perfectly frank, I, I, I watched it and I wanted to fall asleep. It just felt like I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at. What was your take on this? It just felt like Juventus were asking Atalanta to score. And they weren't really doing much of themselves. They didn't do no. anything all game. Just felt like, all right, no. we're going to settle Allegri ball. We're on the road, mm-hmm. like in Bergamo. A point, I guess, to them was good enough. Or they were going to wait for that one like counterattack chance, but didn't really come. And no, no, Atalanta didn't. just couldn't put it away. It just no, they could not. It like it was like which way is gonna win today? Is are we gonna get right. like this all offensive football or all defensive mm-hmm. football? Unfortunately, the all defensive football won, and it was yeah. just like it was a meh. Turn the page onto the next game because that game was just not fun. No, no, there was nothing, nothing about that stood out. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm looking at. I, I, I don't even know how to quantify this, dude. Like, I feel like I, I don't even know whether we should even discuss this. But Juventus, their XG for the game was 0.17. This is Juventus we're talking about. Yeah, nothing. I mean, and it brings up the question, uh, I think we discussed this briefly last week, whether Moise Ken can actually stand up. And whether he can actually be that reliable second striker. It doesn't seem like the answer is yes to that. No. What do you make of it? It does not. It really doesn't. I mean... He had a very poor game. Like, it, that's what I was, I was saying in the last pod. Like, I just... The consistency isn't there. It just feels like he, you're always wanting more from his performances. That's right. And it just... Yeah. I mean, he just is missing something. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's still young. Right. So, like, yes, he's 23. Yes. But, yes. Chiesa, Flavich, those are the two you're going right. Juventus is going to rely on. And if one of them gets hurt, well, these are the kind of right. performances we're going to see from now from then on. Well, and, that, and that's a, that's exactly you bring up a great point. Thank you for for mentioning that because uh, we did also discuss this last week on, on the pod, and we, we were talking about the fact that um, this Juventus team is perilously dangling uh, just by Chiesa and Vlaovic. That's it. And we saw this week, like you just mentioned, that if one of them's gone, it sort of renders a duo apparently incapable of doing much of anything on their own. I mean, it seemed as though Chiesa was not really, he was kind of isolated. I mean, if you look at the big chances during this game, 
There were no big chances for Juventus anyway. Yeah, it just felt like... What do you make of, of that stat line? What was the question? Oh, sorry. Uh, what, what do you make of that stat line? I mean, you think about a, a game where uh, Juventus, a side like Juventus, has a has no big chances created. Yeah, I mean... Uh, whereas Atlanta had three. Yeah, the expected goals say everything. It's 1.25 to 0.17, just like 15 shots to five. It's just... Right. I mean, at this point... And you can't even say, like, when you look at the names in the roster and everything, like, when you watch the games, like, right. it's really just Lookman for... Atalanta, when you look at this lineup for an attacking standpoint, like Lukman's great. That's right. But mm-hmm. Juventus like just need more out of. They're playing a center defensive mid or a center to mid, center mid a box box right. player at right back. So mm-hmm. that's really not a great creative source. Rabio yeah. is meh. I mean, I'm biased, but I, again, Lukatelli, meh. You love. Locatelli, but these aren't guys that are just gonna create <laughs> a ton of goals. Agioli, yeah, like, yeah. it's just like right. It's a bunch of meh. Like this is not a Juventus side. It is, but like it's not a good team in my book. And again, I'm biased, Interfan. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I love. <laughs> I think Gaza is great. I don't. I hate him. Like he's right. really good, but I hate him. <laughs> Same with Vlahovic. Really right. good. Not a fan, yeah. but mm-hmm. you want to start with Aquino every game? Be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'd appreciate yeah. that. Um, I so I I wouldn't appreciate that at all. I would really not. I prefer that they do don't do that. Honestly, at this point, I think I think the Moise Ken train has should depart the station. I, I think the experiment. I, I think he, you know. We've given this enough time. I, I think it's been four years, three, four years at this point. Yeah, I, we've run. It's, I think it's run its course, right? I, I, I'd say we tried. It didn't work. Maybe, maybe it'll be better for him too, right? To reignite his career I somewhere agree. else. I mean, sometimes it's good uh, to go down to a mid table. Like, what if he went to Sassuolo? Like, okay, like right? Maybe yeah. he could vitalize his career and then all of a sudden like he's scoring a ton of goals and then one of the big clubs comes back and asks for him he could even come back the event is like That's they right. could have a buyback clause something like that but like you i feel like you see that a lot in different leagues not necessarily in Serie mm-hmm. A as much um but i agree because I, I feel like Serie A will just like play them play them play them until they're ruined they won't like give them that chance mm-hmm. Or they give get another chance in a different yeah, absolutely. league, and then they come back. It, it definitely. I mean, th- these are not like you're absolutely right. No, Premier League just happens all the time. There's always mm-hmm. buyback clauses inserted. Real Madrid oh, does yeah. this all the time. Uh, Hakimi, for instance, yeah. had a buyback clause, I believe. Ibrahim uh, Diaz yep. from Milan had a buyback clause, or no loan. Yeah. Sorry, but they do, they do they do buyback clauses all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's smart. It's smart business if you think about it, right? They say, okay, look, we're going to let this player go. If they turn out to be good, we'll take him back for this predetermined amount of money. It's smart business. Other teams might not like it, but Fair. you understand why a team like Real Madrid, Man City yeah. does uh, do that. It it does sort of um, make my heart sink to think about it because he is a Juventus product and, you know, it sort of breaks your heart a little yeah. bit. Uh, but, it you know, at this point, it's just, 
there's nothing to be gained from it. Uh, sort of pivot a little bit. Just want to ask you uh, your opinion on, on one thing, because uh, I'm struggling with this question a lot. And that is, what does this team need? Do you think it really does need to be Allegri out? Do you think there just needs to be an overhaul of the entire lineup? Or something that I'm not mentioning. It feels like they need a more creative midfielder. That's what I would want. Like, they have, like, it feels a bunch of box-to-box, deep-lying guys that are just not creative Mm -hmm. guys. Or they change formation. Like, they play a 3-5-2. Maybe they go back to a back four with a four, like, 3-3. Play Chiesa on the wing, Vlavic a striker. Get uh, Berardi. And then have like mm-hmm. the midfielders who are box to box guys, but they definitely need a third creative piece in there because if one falls off, oh, you have two to rely on. Oh, if like, and then oh, that right. one person gets back on, and another falls off. It's it's still okay because you still mm-hmm. have two guys consistently performing, and it just feels like oh, absolutely, it I mean, feels I, like I they're not. Agree defensively structured enough to rely on great defensive performances. So at that point you need to score goals. So you need another attacking threat. And what's amazing about it too, is that, you know, we we sort of briefly discussed this early on in the season when, when they were flying high at the beginning, right? Or at least it seemed that way. And the Thought in my back, the back of my head at least was, when is Allegri ball going to come back, right? And what do you know? The moment that you know, sort of crap hits a fan, you know, <laughs> that's when Allegri ball takes back yeah. over. Whatever influence anyone else has had on his team in terms of redefining the way they played clearly doesn't really matter when push comes to, to shove, and you know. Maybe I'll reignite the chance again. Hashtag Allegri out. Please just go to Please another leave. team. Can the Saudis just come in with like $100 million a year? Just just please take him off our hands. I beg of you. The one person that I'd be okay having having gone from Syria. But harsh conversation aside, I'm a big fan of uh, him, obviously, as you can tell. Let's move on to uh, another topic before I have an aneurysm over this uh, Juventus's, uh, Juventus team's uh, performances. Huh? Let's talk about uh, potential bounce back of Napoli and their game against Lecce. I mean, yeah, wow. I mean, I, eight goals in two games. They played 4 1 against Udinese, which I predicted 4 nothing. That's but, right. I mean, Udinese aren't very strong, but hey, you got to get the job done. And they smashed them. And then they went on the road to Leite, who everyone Mm -hmm. was talking about. Wow, look at the start they've had. And then bang, 4-0. It's all the rumors with Osimhen and the coach, like Garcia, and all this hatred Mm -hmm. around. And they're just pummeling teams. And yeah, it's just... That's exactly what you want to see if you're a Napoli fan. Just leaving no doubt. When it comes down to that 85th, 90th minute, nope, you're already up. You're Absolutely. already sipping some right. some wine, enjoying enjoying your nice pizza. 
Well, I honestly uh, couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Uh, this is this is what you want from this team. This is exactly what you want to see. This is what we were waiting for. Maybe it was just a hangover from last season, perhaps. Uh, they did play a good Leche side. I mean, you know, Leche weren't at, at their best today, obviously, but they were not exactly pushovers either. I mean, they had nine total shots, four on target. That's not horrible. Uh, they created one big chance, which isn't much. Uh, and then the possession was like split 44-56 Napoli. That's not not terrible, right? You sort of expected, given that Napoli liked to to play the Yeah, and passes. I mean, the possession was a little skewed because once the game was out right. of hand, Napoli kind of just conceded them the ball. Um, so Leche That's controlled right. a little bit more. So it's probably a little bit more sided for Napoli. But at the end of the day, yeah, it just, everything went their way. Everything didn't go not Leche's way. And Leche didn't really create much. No, no, they did not. I mean, and you are right, by the way. Uh, Leche was, had a higher possession in the second half. Uh, first half, it was a much, much uh, bigger gap between the two teams. Uh, I, I still will be interested to see where this Leche team goes. Because, I mean, they started so well. I honestly was very happy about that. So we'll see where they go, where they take this, because they've taken two beatings now yeah. uh, in a row. And I mean, that's kind of tough. You come up so against we'll the big see. boys, and you got to perform. That's and right. Now they're back in seventh, so it's three, two, and two. So now it's kind of like, all right, let's see what you got this weekend. I'm hoping the answer is... I'll punch the, punch the mouth again next week when uh, they come back up because it would be great for Serie A to have a, a side like Lecce, you know, perhaps if not pull a Leicester, you know, maybe that's too much to put on on Lecce, you know, maybe just make an inspired Conference run. League. It would be it'd be great to see that kind of a uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean that's right. exactly what imagine, the tournaments for. Was that League type run? of kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're coming up against Sassuolo, so it'll be interesting. That's a big game if you're a middle table team. You got to get those results. And it, just one more thing I want to uh, touch on this game before we uh, move on. Um, it, it is interesting that the the big big time performer in this game seems seems to have been Zelinski. Uh, he really was the heartbeat in this game. Uh, Kvada had an assist. He had an assist as well, but he was the engine in this game. Which you know, Zelensky is a good player, but you expect really Kvada to be the the guy. He is the guy, or he was the guy. Last yeah. Season. Anyways, uh, maybe reality's caught up a little. I just feel like Zelensky's really undervalued. He's kind of like the Inter Hakan, like picks up the ball, gives it off, and. Creates a lot. It feels like every big game, he's just kind of there and bang, creating goal involvement. That's an interesting comparison. It might not like it. show up on the stat yeah. sheet because he might be like that third pass before the assist, or but he's certainly right. influential, mm-hmm. influential in that buildup, and mm-hmm. it does feel like he's always there. I mean, he he's. Uh, I feel like I'm always. Uh... Same. I, I agree. I feel like I'm always seeing his name uh, pop up. 
it'll be interesting to see where 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 it goes from here. Uh, because Kvara had a good game, not by by no means it was a it was a bad game, but uh, definitely not what we're used to seeing out of him. Uh, Osman scored though, so he seems to be back on track, even with all the really bizarre drama uh, spinning out of Napoli. We'll probably yeah. cover that a little later in this podcast episode, but boy, what a mess. What a mess of a team. Moving on before we delve too deep into that, um, how about we cover Milan Lazio? Another, just, you know, let's, let's, keep talk, let's keep this disappointment train going, shall we? What is with this Lazio team? I think it's just regression to the mean. Like, I don't, when I look at Lazio, I don't think they're the second place team from last season. And I didn't think they were the second best team in Serie A, but right. they clearly were over 38 games. And Milan is good. We right. keep looking back at the inter performance. Right. So, like, yeah, they got smashed, but mm-hmm. they've responded really well. Right. And, like, they they've won three in a row, beating Hellas, Verona, Cagliari, and then Lazio. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, like, it, not easy tests. Like, those are some tough games. And no, no. responded well. Pulisic gets on the board again. Okafor scores. Um, Leao, I mean, is going to yes, keep doing Leao things to assist. So it is like that is what he does. He just nonstop, probably the best player in Serie A. Um, but oh, honestly, yeah, I mean... and I just feel like that's a tough game for Lazio. It, they're coming off a, they came off a win. Yes. They beat Torino. Two nothing, and Mm -hmm. then going to Milan is never easy. And it just felt like the bigger team kind of got the best best of them. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, it it definitely uh, seemed that way. And I mean, you know, you look at the statistics, you would be kind of fooled. You you know, if no one told you to score, right? And you look at the stats of the game, possession was split across both halves. Obviously, the entire game fifty fifty. Expected goals, that's where, you know, it really differentiates itself, right? Because 2.24 for Milan and 0.52 for Lazio. Then you look at the total shots, 14 for Milan, 13 for Lazio, uh, 7 on on target, and 4 on target for Lazio. That's not entirely different. That just shows you that this Lazio team just cannot seem to finish. That and just, it felt like... They can't seem to get the ball. Like, when you see that high of expected goals or low of expected goals with that many shots, Mm -hmm. it just feels like Lazio Mm -hmm. isn't getting into good positions and putting decent shots on net. These are all shots that are just low percentage shots that Milan defensively forced them to take. And they're like, all right, we have to take this shot. And it's just easy saves. So it's, or just Hail Mary type shots. While Milan's, it felt like they were really getting right. in. And I mean, that's a layout effect where right. you have a creative winger mm-hmm. that's going to gonna do that for you. And yeah. So that's, the, that's the amazing thing about having a layout, right? Uh, you know, he really does open up the game for you, uh, both by scoring and by assisting. Uh, you've really got that dual um, talent there. That's pretty rare to find. And it does sort of. Even like, I completely agree with what you said about Lazio. Really, just hail mary shots is really all, all that likely was. But it does sort of lead me to 
the main problem in my view, which is their striker, lack thereof. I mean, in this game, it wasn't like Immobile was starting. So there's that, right? That that kind of leaves you on, on, on the hook without your star striker. But even with Immobile, they've not exactly been firing on all cylinders. Because they've had a pretty poor yeah. start to the season. 2-1-4, I mean, they're losing that leaves you wondering. That's for sure. And it's one thing if you're struggling and like you're getting points from draws. And we're here. We are bashing Roma, but right. Lazio are in 16th after seven, while Roma are in 13th. So it's really like Lazio just really—they just haven't had the embarrassing performances. It just feels like yes, yes. Maybe they've also had a tougher schedule, but at some point, you could also you argue, could argue like that yeah. the Champions League might be hurting them because they're they're in that midweek fixture constantly. I mean, they've already played Napoli, Juventus, mm-hmm. and Milan this season. Right. So in seven games, they've played three yeah, teams a... who people are considering as Contendo <laughs> challengers. And then, like, yeah, not I mean, that's, to mention, that's pretty hefty. played Lecce. Genoa's a loss that they should not lose to. We are killing Roma for it. But again, one nothing loss, like, that's that's tough. But you got to find ways, especially that was at home. So, like, you got to find ways to win the game. Same with the Monza at home. Just the home form doesn't seem to mm-hmm. be good at the moment. No. No, it does not. And it, uh, another thing that just strikes me looking at the stat line here. Milan had seven corners compared to one for Lazio. I mean, that that that, that also yeah. gives you... And that just, again, right? that's like the peppering of shots that... Milan are getting in good right. spots where corners are going to get created by either a block shot or a keeper saving and pushing it out. While Lazio's are just very mm-hmm. easy and maintained, and then all of a sudden Milan are going the other way. Uh, this is uh, this is like a tale of, of, of two very, very different teams in very different positions, and you're right. Milan definitely were punched in the mouth by Inter, and I mean, that was a game. Uh, but they responded very well since then. They they are really showing the quality. I mean, Pulisic, I, I feel like this is what he needed. He definitely needed this moment to come to a team like Milan and really be a player. Agreed. Team and he hasn't disappointed so far. And he's thriving. No, no, not at all. I mean, he has. he's having a great start this season. Uh, and speaking of, by the way, let, let's not forget, I don't want to forget this man. Start to the season, your boy, your guy, Inter's guy, Lautaro Martinez. He comes on as a substitute and scores four against Salernitana. How does that happen? I mean, it's, that's never happened it, before. That's the first. It's so wild. Inter looks so lackluster that entire game, and then all of a sudden he comes right. on. And just boom, one goal, boom, two goals, boom, three goals, boom. There's the fourth. The fourth, like, people were just laughing because it was just like, he, it was just such a, ca- like, he didn't even celebrate. It was just a casual, yeah. like, yep, that's in the back of the net. That's a formality. On to the next one. But it's just, right. that's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, he didn't have the best game today in the Champions League game as we're recording right after no. that game. Um, but still, four goals in 
30 minutes is absurd and That's puts right. him top in the race. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, I mean, but I mean, he, he right now is on yeah. fire. He is the guy you needed him to be, really, honestly. Every every season uh, for the last, what, three, four? He is playing like that guy. Yeah. And what do you think is part of that? Do you think it's with the fact that Thoram is really letting him thrive? He's open Thoram has been very good. He, he does know how to dribble well, create space, pass well. So I think it's more of Toro taking that responsibility of, I have to be the guy. Um, but it'll be interesting. We always see in December and January, Toro take a dip in form. So right. if like everyone I see is talking, oh, 30 plus goals, he can get there. Like certainly, yes, I will personally mm-hmm. take 25 and be happy with that. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't have that dip in form, yeah, we're talking about an unbelievable season if he just can keep it up. And I mean, I, no one expects a goal a game. But if he gets that point eight rate closer to that, like that's all right. We're talking 30 plus. That seems fun to me. Honestly, that I could see that as well. I mean, the way he is playing right now, this is the way that you, you know, when, when Lautaro was first really starting out for Inter, I remember you telling me that you were so excited uh, for one. And you were, I mean, you had these flashes of talent, these moments when you were just, you could see it. You could see this guy being that 30, 35 goal a season type of player. And he, but he, but he's really struggled to to maintain that. Uh, some injuries here and there, uh, a lot of it just kind of disappearing, like you mentioned later on in the season, uh, which isn't great. You don't want your star player to just kind of fade. Uh, but unfortunately, that's what happens sometimes. Hopefully, this season he is able to <laughs> overcome that. We can hope. We will see. I mean, as a Juve <laughs> fan, I don't want that. I hate that. I don't want to see it. Oh, that'd be great. But um, as a Serie A fan, I, I mean, that that is amazing. That's what you want. And uh, with that, I think we've covered all of the, the really key, important um, events from this past week's action. Let's just do a little bit of coverage for next week. Let's see what, what, what there is to look forward to. And it does, all right off the bat, seem like it's going to be a bit of a better week. Some better games coming up here. Um, I think let's start off with uh, Sassuolo and Lecce, shall right. we? Give me your, your thoughts on it. Give me your well, predictions. Which team are we going to get? On both. You can talk about Lecce. Are we going to get that first five games of, okay, this team is a good team, or are we going to get the last two games where they just completely fall flat? And then Sassuolo, are we going to get the Inter and Juventus Sassuolo? Or the Monza Sassuolo. Um, If I had to pick, I definitely would pick Sassuolo. It just feels like I have more to see Mm -hmm. long-term with Sassuolo. I trust Berardi. I trust Loriente. I trust Pinamonte. And I just expect them to get these things done. Um, So I would say like two to one Sassuolo. Just feel like they're going to, they're going to bounce back. Right. they maybe went into that Monza game a little flat, a little too hungover from the two back to like back to back big wins. 
um, that they weren't as fired up for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like they'll they'll bounce back and get this done. I would agree with you. I mean, I don't see any reason why not. Uh, I, I do think Lecce is regressing to what we expected him to be, really. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's just the forces of having a team with such a smaller budget. Um, they only have so much capability. There's only so much they can do to keep that kind of momentum going. And they were on fire to start the season. That was unrealistic. I mean, it's just so difficult in any competitive league to do what they were potentially looking to do. So I, I think that's the end of the road for them. I might be wrong. I might eat my words. Hopefully I do. I'd be happy if, I, if that happens, but I think Sassuolo comes into this four game 4-0. Zero. Zero, wow. Completely puts up. Uh, we are going aside, bold today. Uh, I see Berardi scoring two. Oh, absolutely. I see Berardi scoring twice. Uh, right. Orient one, you know, and then just uh, Pinamonti wow. picking off one. That, that's sort of where I see that. Um, I just, I, I picture them really getting, wanting to get back on track. Uh, at least I'm hoping. Maybe this is my, like, hopeful stuff. I guess so. You know, what can I say? <laughs> uh, let's move on to, uh, the you know, an interesting matchup, right? Because uh, Bologna and, and Inter is always an yeah, interesting matchup. I mean, never it's, an easy one it's never you. easy one on the road. So, thankfully, no. Inter is home. And the last two times Inter yes. played at home against Bologna, it's been 6-1. to one. So, <laughs> quite the opposite of at Bologna as those were both losses. But still, you just got to hope, okay, Lautaro brings that form. We'll see if Taram starts next one. But either way, just get goals in early. Right. Don't leave it late. Put the game mm-hmm. to bed. Rest up. It For me, like, Bologna's good. I like, I like a lot of their players. Ferguson looks really good this season. Um, just... Yeah, you got to put the game to bed. It's just don't give them any hope. Just get one in early, get another, and then shut it down. I would totally disagree with you on this. Um, Bologna, are, in my mind, are going to win 1-0. That, that's how I see this game working out. I think Inter are going to be tired from this game today. Um, we'll talk more about that in, in next week's episode, but I think that's going to take a toll on them. Um, and I think that that is likely going to, I mean, leave Bologna in a position where they're fresh, right? Fresher legs. They've gotten some rest. And let's not underestimate the man leading this Bologna team, Thiago Mota. I mean, wow, what a, what a turnaround of this team, right? What a turnaround of this team. He really has done. Some amazing work. Yes. Now, I'm not no, saying they're going to be top three. I understand. That's yeah, okay. Just, just FYI. I think it'll be 2 nothing, but it just, yeah. I mean, Bologna have in the past given Inter hard times. Granted, it was on the road again, but still. I just think this won't be a Diego Mata, uh, Mata masterclass. This will be a Inzaghi masterclass. Interesting you say that. I mean, I know how much you love Simone he's, Inzaghi. He's, he's like your favorite person right up there with Romelu Lukaku. Okay? Slowly growing on me. <laughs> Is he growing on you like Moss yeah, or we'll like see. a we'll cordyceps? To be determined. 
it can split, you know? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. It's like split. a tree branch. <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, let's move on to another interesting matchup, shall we? Uh, Juventus and Torino. Derby della Mole. Another yeah. fascinating matchup. What should we expect from this? I mean, Torino haven't exactly been high flying. So I'm feeling no. it's going to be an emotional derby. It'll be a two to mm-hmm. two draw. Now that's high scoring, but like it just feels like the emotions are going to be going. It's going to be high flying. Torino mm-hmm. gets one early. Maybe Vlaovic and Kiesa punch back, make it two to one, and then Torino nabs one late to save a save the day. I, I can understand why you would say that, honestly. Uh, and, and, and this is where I would go with it. Uh, I would so, stray so far as to say it's 2 on Torino if Vlaovic doesn't play. I think it's maybe even 2-0 Torino if Vlaovic doesn't play. Because, I mean, if you look at this last week's, last week's game, granted, Atalanta is a different team. But their defense does not exactly shut people down. They play the high-scoring game, right? Sure. They want volume. They'll keep attacking forever until they get one, two, or three on you. Their game is not defend, 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 which is fine. I mean, you know, you don't. Not every team's going to have a great defense. Uh, there's not that many defenders that are that good in the world, so that's fine. Not every team needs to do that. But I think this Juventus team really played and has been very uninspiring, very uninspired. And uh, some of the vulnerabilities, you mentioned them in the midfield, just lacking creativity. That back line concerns me every single moment they're playing. Bremer, he's great. He's, he's a bruiser. But I, you need to be more than just a bruiser to be a, a really, really good That's center fair. back. He's currently our best center back, but you need, need to be more than that. And we don't have really that intelligence on the back line, that finesse sort of center back. Unless you consider Gatti finesse, because, I mean, he technically did score <laughs> just in the wrong side of the field. But, hey, that was you know, class, we'll right? just move on past that one, shall we? <laughs> uh, let's uh, close this out with uh, Lazio, Atalanta, and Napoli, Fiorentina. Now, let's just sort of quickly discuss uh, what, Thoughts of uh, up are for each of these games, and then just make a quick prediction as well. What uh, what do you think of Lazio Atlanta? Again, just it. Could, I think Atlanta gets back. They'll get back like into the win column after the the, tri, the tie. Um, just feels like there's so many questions mm-hmm. about Lazio, and Atlanta have at least looked good at times this season. I feel like they'll get on two to one. Two nothing, but it's at it's at the Olympico, so maybe maybe Lazio win. But it just I mean they beat Napoli this year. It, it Lazio is absolutely unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen at this point. Like absolutely, this team can show up mm-hmm. and be look great, and then other games they just look so so flat. And it's like what what are we watching? This isn't the team that we like saw come in second. This is a team that deserves to finish 14th. No. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, completely right. I mean, you are, you're, you nailed it. Um, I have zero, zero hope for this Lazio team in this game anyways. Uh, I see this as, a, as an Atalanta route, uh, 2-0. That's fair, yeah. Called the route, but you know, two zero is pretty sizable. You know, two zero. Um, I I think there's not much else to be said. I mean, uh, Atlanta's. I, I think I feel like Atlanta has the edge here. Uh, there's not, you know, this last team. I think we talked them to death at this point. Um, they should. Atlanta should have this in the bag. And uh, that leads us to our last preview match. Napoli and Fiorentina. Now, this is a good match. This has got me this really excited. This is my favorite this game is a of really the good week. Match. This is what you watch this league Man. for. This game. If you had to Absolutely. tune into one game all year, this is it. I Throw out the mm-hmm. Milan Derby. Throw out 100%. like Derby d'Italia. No, no, no. Napoli, Fiorentina, all vibes. This is ending 3-3. It's just going to be Awesome. Wow. It's going to be goals on goals on goals. And it's just going to be Nico Gonzalez and Kavara and Osaman. The whole gang, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be Calcio. Yes. You know what? I appreciate the sentiment. And I really, really love this Fiorentina team. You know how much I love this team. However, I think Napoli is just riding too high. It is going to be 4-2. Napoli. Napoli right now are just unstoppable. And we know this Fiorentina team does not have a defense to rely on. And that is a huge weakness against Osimhen. That's fair. So. Hey, I'm not saying they don't they they have a defense. I'm saying that they don't. Three three. I'm just saying they got offense and it's all vibes. It's it's gonna be great. They haven't lost in five. You know, they're they're having a good time. They're in good no, form. That's fair. Their that's only fair. loss was to Inter. And granted, Inter smashed them 4 nothing. Yeah. Cause yep. The vibes weren't offensively there. Yes, the vibes were there for Inter. That's for sure. No, no. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to see a bounce back. We're going to see some vibes in a big game. And it's going to be like 3-2 against Atalanta. Like, that was a vibes game. We're going to get it again. But this time it's going to be 3-3. It's going to be great. Honestly, this game, I could see this game turning into a game of the year contender. If this game goes away, each of us thinks it could go. This could be a game we all sort of look back to and say, that was it. Like, that was the game of the year. Because these both these teams played just beautiful, beautiful football. I mean, they, they that's the kind of thing I you agree. want to watch. So I'm really just hoping and praying that is exactly what we're going to get. Let's uh, let's just you know yes. let's manifest it. Let's manifest let's a beautiful go. game. And I uh, just want to discuss one last thing with you, Robbie. And that is, just, we're going to talk about this for just a minute or two. But this Napoli bizarreness right now. What what is going on with the? Dilemma? I don't understand what like what are they Osman doing is mad at like the social media account because I I don't understand what the social media account right. is. You're posting a video of TikTok. And like laughing about him missing a penalty, like what? Wh- what are we doing? Is this right. like a intern who posted it, trying to think it was going to be on his side account, not the <laughs> team account? Like I don't get it. And then like all of a sudden, right. Osman's mad at like his teammates. So it's just I don't know what yeah. to make of it. It's it's wild. It's and I mean Garcia has no control. He's losing the locker room. No seven none. days in, seven games in, but. Like, 
I mean, they at least look good now. Like they're playing well. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's true. We'll see. This is totally bizarre. This is one of those bizarre stories. I, I, I don't even know. When I first heard about it, I thought it was a joke because I, I couldn't make sense of why would the Napoli account ever decide that was a good idea for one. And then why was Osman so triggered by that? That's the other side of it. I mean, so to the point where yeah. he's threatening a lawsuit. I'm sort of thrown off sense. by that as well. And then you sort of wonder, contract extension <laughs> might just be yeah, out of, you uh, might be out of here. the consideration, the options right now. So it's going to be interesting to see that. I just, De Laurentiis keeps us entertained, oh, yeah. doesn't he? I mean, he just loves to make sure we're just entertained. This is like WWE heel type stuff. Heck like, yeah. this is what he is. That's what we need. This is Vince McMahon of the City A. <laughs> yes. We need more of this. All right. And uh, with that, thank you very much for joining us this week. We appreciate you. Thank you, Robbie, for joining me. It was a great conversation. Join me again next week as we hopefully discuss some amazing, yeah. amazing games. Thank you again. Follow us on social media, Instagram, threads, Twitter. We're on YouTube. Podcast uploads every single Wednesday. Thank you for checking us out. My name is Christian. Forza Juve. Forever and always. I'm Robbie. Robbie. And most importantly, if you take one thing from this podcast, that's all we need is Forza Inter. Let's go! <laughs> yes, sir! Fino yes, alla fine, baby! Fino alla fine! Vamos! <laughs> all right, Robbie. Have a good day. Fino <laughs> alla fine. Ciao, Ciao. everybody! <laughs>